This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. If you're not recognizing my voice, that's because I'm Emily Cook, the producer, but I'm also the host today, filling in for Kevin. So we are joined by Linda Murtha, the manager of fund development at Hospice Simcoe. How are you doing, Linda? I'm fine, thank you. Great. Well, thank you for joining us. We're so happy to have you and on Skype as well, just in case any of our listeners wonder about the different sound. You're visiting us on Skype. So Hospice Simcoe is a charity and it offers end-of-life residential care and home visiting as well as grief and bereavement programs. And amazingly, it does all of these services at no cost. So today we're actually talking about Daisy, who is this incredible facility dog, the first full-time facility dog Cope Service Dogs has placed, and the first full-time service facility dog to work at a hospice in Ontario. And this beautiful dog is at Hospice Simcoe. So we're really excited to get to know Daisy more. So let's get right into it with the first question here. What was the process of getting Daisy to actually become a facility dog with Hospice Simcoe? Well, Cope Service Dogs approached us um, late last year with the idea that they wanted to launch a facility dog program. Uh, So we met with the folks from Cope and we discussed all the facets of the program, what our responsibility would be, training for our staff, etc., and Hospice Simcoe is now the first facility dog placement for them. Uh, We purchased Daisy in April of this year, and of course Daisy came to us with all the general training of a service dog, Uh, and we had several days of training with her specific to our facility and her role here. But in a matter of a few short weeks, Daisy instinctively tuned into what we do at Hospice Simcoe, and her instincts of helping and caring kicked her right in. Amazing. And so day to day, what are the kind of things that Daisy can actually be found doing like when she's showing that caring nature? Daisy visits with our residents and they're visiting family members and friends. Uh, She sits in on bereavement sessions and generally provides companionship, comfort and support to anyone who's in the building. So that interaction with residents, can you describe that a little bit? So does she typically get a sense of if she should approach them or is it more that they approach her? What does that look like in, in Hospice Simcoe? Uh, It's a little bit of both. Our residents or their family member will request a visit and Daisy is taken to their room, to their private room. Uh, She'll gently rest her chin on the mattress so our resident can pat her. Uh, She'll lay it by the bedside or visit with the others in that room. Uh, But she also roams freely in the common areas of our residents. Um, And when she walks into any room, she somehow instinctively knows who needs her the most. And she goes directly to that person. Wow, that's just so heartwarming and just amazing that she's able to do that work with the residents that come there. And also amazing because I I understand that since uh, the services are all free to use for the public, Daisy, there was some support that helped her actually become part of Hospice Simcoe, correct? That is true. One of our donors came forward and offered to pay the adoption fee, the, the, the purchase price for Daisy from Cope Service Dogs. So that was amazing. And then on top of that, we had a local veterinarian who offered all of her services for Daisy at no cost to us as well. 
So she comes at no direct cost to us, but she's priceless. Wow, that is just incredible. The generosity of communities, it's it's amazing and so great that Daisy can be that resource. And so what has been that response from residents and from staff as well? Because I know sometimes like when we've talked to other people who have a facility dog or have a service dog, that sometimes it's the staff as well that has a huge impact on um, having that dog in the office. So what has that been like for residents and staff? Uh, it's It's been great. Uh, everyone quickly fell in love with Daisy. She's so gentle and quiet, and her presence is calming and comforting. Our volunteer team has also quickly embraced her, and they've been great about coming in to take additional training on how to work with her and learn her commands. When we post a photo of her on our Facebook page, it gets an amazing response. So great to hear that incredible impact. So uh, we've been talking with Linda Murtha, the manager of fund development at Hospice Simcoe, about Daisy, the incredible facility dog. So we're going to take a really quick commercial break and be right back to talk about this. Please, in the meantime, like our Facebook page, like this podcast, share it with your friends, and make sure to get the word out about this incredible program in Hospice Simcoe. We will be right back. I'll only be five minutes. It's not that hot out. There's no good excuse for leaving a pet in a vehicle unattended. To report animals in hot cars, call 310-SPCA or your local police. Visit nohotpets.ca to learn more and to take the pledge. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. We're talking with Linda Murtha from Hospice Simcoe about the incredible Daisy and just the work that she is doing um, at Hospice Simcoe with the residents, with the staff, just this incredible facility dog making a huge impact. So why do you think, Linda, that having a facility dog around Hospice Simcoe actually benefits those at Hospice Simcoe? Well, Daisy not only provides comfort and companionship for those in our care and our visitors, but our staff love her, and she provides a calming influence for them as well. Uh, we've always permitted family pets to visit here, and we have had St. John Therapy Dogs visit for an hour or two over the years. But we are the first hospice in Ontario, and I believe in Canada, to own a service dog and have them work full time. And we hope our positive experience will encourage other hospices to do the same. Amazing. Yeah. And how long do you hope to have Daisy with you? Is this a lifetime commitment? What does that look like? Uh, Service dogs are generally in service for seven years. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, She's only been with us for a couple of months, uh, but we certainly look forward to a very long future with her here. And are there any specific stories like um, of impact that you could share with us? Just things that really stand out to you, even in these short couple of months that have shown how much of an impact Daisy is having? In the, in the short time that she's been here, we already have a wealth of stories to share. Almost on a daily basis, there have been so many touching moments. Uh, we had a family member that had difficulty leaving their home but wanted to visit a relative here. And someone was able to drive her here to our, our facility. But she was quite nervous to exit the vehicle and enter a strange place. So one of our staff members took Daisy out to the parking lot And she and the visitors soon connected. And that person was able to come in and visit with her relative with Daisy by her side. 
a common, another common occurrence when Daisy enters a bedroom for a visit with the resident and their family members, they, they tend to start recreating or reminiscing about their own dog stories, dogs that they've owned in the family in the past, you know, all the time while they're, they're patting her and it sparks lively and happy conversation. And, you know, you can just see the family, you know, beaming. Um, and it's because Daisy started the conversation. It's amazing how animals can do that. They can break down those walls that we have and they can create that comfort that nothing else will. It's just an incredible thing. We wanted to ask as well, something that's really fun typically when you have an animal who's a facility dog or a therapy dog, we hear stories about what happens when the vest actually comes off and what that dog's personality is like. So I know you've talked about Daisy being caring and gentle and those amazing things. So what happens when the vest comes off for Daisy? Well, when Daisy's vest is on, she's very focused and extremely gentle and moves at a slow pace. But like all service animals, when she's not working and the vest comes off, she's a very different dog. Uh, she's quite lively. She loves to play fetch. She loves her toys and, and to play toys and tug. She's a really fast runner. You wouldn't believe how fast she can run when we see her move so slowly here during the day in, in the building. So she does get to burn off all that energy. That's great. I didn't ask this earlier, but I'm wondering now, like, so who is it that cares for Daisy, like in the evenings um, and on weekends, like when she's not working and she's got that vest off? Actually, I do. Part of the negotiations when we were acquiring Daisy was that she can only be here in our residence for 40 hours a week. She has to, you know, have an outside life like all of our other staff members do. So someone had to uh, take on the, the volunteer role of taking her home and letting her sleep at their house at night and, and caring for her on the weekends, making sure she gets lots of exercise. So I was uh, pretty quick to come forward. And uh, she has made a big difference in my household as well. Great. And so this has been a good experience taking her home, it sounds like. It, it's an amazing experience because, of course, her vest is off and she's just a normal dog and she plays and runs and does all the things that anyone's family pet would do. But, of course, because of her extreme training, she is no trouble at all. <laughs> you, pr you pretty much get the best animal that you can, really, a b the best one you can volunteer for. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us today. This is just incredible. The impact that an animal can have on people, um, on the staff, the residents at Hospice Simcoe. We've just loved hearing about this today. Thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure. Amazing. And thank you to our listeners as well of Animals Voice Podcast. We really appreciate your support, sharing the podcast, commenting on it, liking it, telling your friends. Please continue to do that. We definitely want you to hit that subscribe button. You can do that either for free on iTunes or also for free on soundcloud.com. So definitely do that. We would love to see your support that way. And you can also send your show ideas. You can send it to myself at ecook at ospca.on.ca. I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to do that. Continue to share this information. We just love hearing about these incredible stories like those of Daisy changing communities just with the love that an animal can bring. So just amazing. Thanks again, Linda, for your time today. Thank you. All right, and we will catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, OntarioSPCA.ca. 
Animals Voice podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.